He's a champion who doesn't want to fight. He's such a hardcore Bruce Lee fan, he eats popcorn with chopsticks. He'll risk his life for a rock video queen, but he's afraid to talk to her. He's either totally weird, or he's the last dragon. You sure look like a master to me. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, directed by Michael Schultz for the PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my grinning in judgment at me co-host, Tyler Wilson. What judgment? You're like, you're giving me a look. I'm giving you a look. No, it's just that you you always brace yourself before you have to actually say the name of the podcast. Because we were super smart and gave our <laughs> podcast like six words in it, Old Millennials Remember Movies, four words. words. It's too many words to remember. There's two longer words. Yeah. yeah. Like Millennials. Old. Oh, no. Remember. Those are hard words. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are here going to talk about a 1985 movie called The Last Dragon. Super disappointed, though, because we watched it on Hulu. So we're like, this is awesome. You can go listen. You can go watch it on Hulu. Hulu or Netflix. I don't even remember what we watched it on. It was Hulu. Okay. And then they took it off. Yeah. So, sorry. If you happen to know this movie, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. Uh, good job. Well, that's what we get for not recording Being... the podcast right away. I know. We watched it. We watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> so bad. We, there was some traveling involved. Oh, yes. We yeah. were vacationing. We're so world travel. Basking in your parents' basements. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what do we usually do? It's been so long since we've recorded one. Are you kidding? <laughs> We talk about what we've been watching recently before we jump into the movie. Correct. So what have we been watching recently, Tyler? Okay, well, I did go see Shazam! Exclamation. That is a comics movie about a kid who gets powers and he turns into Chuck from TV, Zachary Le- 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 Levi. I always say, <laughs> you know, his name, I know it's like Zachary Levi or whatever, but like, is it, is, or is it Levi or I don't know. For whatever reason, because that Zachary throws me off on a guy's name. Like, it's L-E-V-I. Is it anyway, just Levi? Anyway. Or is it like Levi? Anyway, let's get enough. Stop. Okay. Um, I do have a question, though. Yeah. Uh, how many people do you think are confused by the title of Shazam and think it's the confusing um, thing that happened with Kazam? Kazam, the, the Shaq thing? Right. Um, I think a lot of people. I think even one person asked me when I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, isn't that the remake of the Shaq thing? And I said, no, it's not. It's a character from R. R. Well, it's confu- Well, it's doubly confusing because it's like the character was really like uh, Mr. Marvel or Captain Marvel. But on the DC side before there was like, Mar- like anyway, this gets confused. And the point of that movie, the movie is that for the first 30 minutes, it goes through a lot of the mythology stuff of uh, the character. And I couldn't tell you any. I was barely paying attention to that part because it was convoluted. I was just it liked it when he became Sinbad? a kid. No, that's a made up thing. Are you sure? Yes, that's the thing that people think happened when it wasn't, uh, no. Shaq made a genie movie, but then people think that Sinbad made one, but he didn't. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> people think that that's a real thing. It's like, uh, it's like the Berenstain Bears situation going on again. <laughs> that's what that is. It's not, and Sinbad didn't do that. Are it you just sure? Ma- it just seems like Sinbad would have made that movie in the 90s, and everybody just assumes that it happened. But it didn't, right? Pretty certain it happened. Are you looking it up? It's Kazam with Shaq, right? Yeah. And then there was no other movie with Sinbad. But there's all these people that have this memory. In the alternate dimension, or in the alternate universe, there is a movie called that. It's the Berenstein Bears still. And, I don't know, Hillary Clinton's president? There's a lot of different ones. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why did you have to bring that up? Well, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, there's a whole different dimension where things are going on that are different. You understand what I'm saying? So you enjoyed Shazam. Once it got going and became, like, big as a superhero movie, I enjoyed it. But I didn't care about any of that nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need anymore. Like, there's just too much nonsense to keep track of. You know what I mean? There's like, this guy's a wizard, and this guy's a wizard, and this guy's got a conflicted backstory, and this guy's got some kind of traumatic thing that happened to him. Just get into the cape and be a wizard. Because then it's just kind of a comedy, and it's kind of goofball fun. So I liked it uh, from there. But, I mean, it's not like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else have you seen recently, Tyler? You and I, we watched together... Rented from the grocery store rental box. Not a red box, by the way. It yeah. was the off-brand one. Yeah. Because we used... I don't know. They just don't have... It was a dollar seventy-five for the DVD rental. Correct. Or $2 for the Blu-ray you rental. You went for that $2 I'm premium. You pay extra... Premium. You got dollar bills in your pocket because <laughs> you can pay the extra 25 cents for the Blu-ray copy of Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Easily the best made transform of all the tra- I don't know if that's a huge compliment. Although you, somehow, when we were younger, really liked some of these Transformer movies. I liked the first ones. They were loud. They, they were obnoxious. Were really they, they were, were action. They really were obnoxious. They were action-packed. I guess. They had a hot lady in it. What, you liked the first one, but you don't actually like... Any of them, right? They're fine. They're fun. Mm, They're like, yeah, robot fights. I don't think. I think that you might think that going back and watching the first one. But if you tried to have to, if you had to sit through Revenge of the Fallen or Dark of the Moon, you will too. Didn't I watch all those? You watched those ones. I don't remember anything from them. Yeah, you're probably better off. And then you saw one of the two Mark Wahlberg ones. Did I? I don't don't remember that either. There's two of those, and I famously, uh, I've seen so. Bumblebee's actually my first Transformers movie not seen in a movie theater, despite me not liking any of the movies. Yeah. Although the last Mark Wahlberg one, I think it was called The Last Night, uh, uh, we went and we were a good hour, it was at the discount theater, and we were a good hour late for the movie. Oh, you and Sean? Yeah. Yeah. We went to the movie, we were an hour late, and And, we sat down. And you went? Yeah. An hour late. Yeah. And then we sat down, and it, it, I, I swear to God, it seemed like it had just started. Ah, like, geez. the plot, the story, what was going on was like, oh yeah, no, we only missed like a few minutes of this. And then I was just talking to him, and he said like, oh, it was on TV or whatever, I started on Hulu or something. And he watched it for a while, and he never got to the point where we actually had caught up with it. And he's like, it's not very good, and finish it. So yeah, no, we missed so much of that one. Wow. And, but I've never had the desire to go back and watch this, why would I? Anyway, Bumblebee. It's not Michael. Michael Bay is a producer, but he didn't direct it. And so the camera, it stays still. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, there's not a million cuts every five seconds. There's only, like, four robots in the whole movie, really. They tone it down. Mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld is kind of a good lead in it. Yeah, I like her. It's basically like her just, lot. it's just E.T. with robots. But, I mean, it was fine. It was definitely, like, they were trying. It seemed like they were trying to, like, make a movie this time. And that's more than I can say about those other ones. Yeah. The other ones were just about you know, smashing the cars to get, you know, human. Human characters. There were some touching moments. I like Bum- I think Bumblebee's, you know, everyone's other. Pretty much everybody. I mean, I know that we everybody's supposed to say Optimus Prime, but I mean, that guy. Like, I be... think, like, Bumblebee's your favorite, and then you're like, yeah, Optimus Prime. We're well, supposed yeah. to like him, yeah. But, you yeah. know, he's kind of a downer. You know what I mean? No. He's always just like, uh. Saving the day? Save the I don't know. Oh, he's like the team spirit. He's like, hoorah, rah, let's go. Well, Woo-hoo. in that fifth one. That I saw most of. Mm-hmm. He was a bad guy. Yeah, he was like hypnotized, reprogrammed or something. I don't know. I'm I sure. don't remember. Mark yeah. Wahlberg was an inventor. Anyway, I thought it was worth seeing. Um, I was talking to a coworker who has kid, a couple sons who are like 10 and 12, and uh, they really love Transformers in this one. And they like, like the other ones? Yeah. 
That's weird. None of these movies are very appropriate for kids. They're supposed to be kid movies, right? But people are like explode, like human beings are, and there's and, always a lot of gunfire yeah. and all that. It's always it's always this weird thing. But like you know, I guess all these superhero movies are all rated PG. You know, a ton of violence too. But yeah, whatever. Okay, next on the list that um, we saw while on vacation. Okay, visiting my parents. So we can we could go through some of these kind of fast. But these are all these all could have been potential episodes of this podcast. It still might be. They might be. We might come come to it later. But we're we're vacationing, quote unquote, vacationing, visiting family, visiting some family, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got you know they don't have Netflix or Hulu. They just got what they call in the olden days cable, or I think it's like a uh-huh. satellite or something. Yeah. So there's just channels, and they play movies on them with commercials and it's very strange if you're just not used to that uh, unit world but mm-hmm. when you don't when we're you know we haven't had that kind of thing for a long time ever yeah we, we've always too, been too poor for like real cable although we pay between everything now we probably pay more than like what our parents probably yeah, paid for we've never had cable we've never had like a dvr no we've never had a dvr nope. we just, we've gotten hulu we go at we go that we do that commercial free shit on hulu i'll tell you that because we're premium yeah premium <laughs> it's an extra like what two dollars probably an extra five dollars at this worth point. it worth yeah. it um so we but you know every now and again when you go down there it's kind of fun to watch on tv i don't know tyler's like ooh, commercials <laughs> well let's turn this hour and a half movie into three hours what i like about it is that there's usually like Always, like, especially on my weekend, there's always like four movies going on. Like, hey, take your pick of a- any Adam Sandler movie that was ever made before the Netflix deal. They're always on. Oh, and geez. you could just take your pick of whichever one you want to watch. And then you can, chances are good, you could flip through. Now, a lot of these channels, they know that the other channel's on a commercial too. And so they go on a commercial to be like, fuck you, you gotta they're watch all, these commercials. Yeah, they're totally all time. But every now and again, and I usually think it's the upstart channels, the quote unquote upstart channels, like the new channels, they're trying to get eyeballs. And so they're like off. They're like their movie, their their commercial breaks are on a different pattern than like the big TNTs and all that. Be like, no, no, hey, stay with us. We're giving you more movie, even though they're not usually. But they're just trying to trick you to hook with the movie. I like that you think that there's that much thought going into there's a this. A ton of thought going in. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Adorable. They want you to do it. So, so I watched a few movies mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not all of them. All of them are. Every moment, everyone, because I was slipping through. But one was, uh, like I said, every Adam Sandler movie was available. So I'd watched, uh, there's only only like two or three, like, I, what I could say is, are like, kind of goodies, like, in terms of like his broad comedies, right? Okay, let's just have a quick tea time with Tyler. Oh, okay. On your mark, get set, cause I didn't bring any extra tea down, so I'm just gonna sip my coffee while you answer. Name all the really good Adam Sandler movies and go. Well, really good in terms of broad comedy, the, the, the ones are. <laughs> That's a big tip. I'm slurping my coffee. It's Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and it's The Wedding Singer are the only three that are like worth Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Wedding Singer. And The Wedding Singer. And like even that's skewing. One. No, I mean, if you're going to open it up a little bit more, he's made other good, like Punch Drunk Love is one of my favorite movies, but I wouldn't call that one. Easy. What about Fifty First Dates? Fine. It's better than a lot of them, but it's not like in the... There's three. There's three good ones, and then the rest of them are not great. And that was the <laughs> Slurping Coffee Time with Tyler. That's a new segment, Slurping Coffee Time with Tyler. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the one that was on that I had not seen in forever, even though I owned a VHS copy of it, I'm pretty sure. Because you shouldn't have ever owned a VHS <laughs> copy, and you shouldn't ever see it again, is The... Waterboy. Boo. I just remember this being, this was like in the real big, he was still on the big upswing yeah. at this point. So it was like a big box out. Like we went with like friends. We might have been in like middle school or right on the verge of going into high school, right? It was like you went and saw the Waterboy and it was like, 
we are all riding high on this thing called Adam Sandler. And it was just like, that's what you went and saw. And it was like, you liked it because it was, we were riding high on the Adam Sandler. Like Jim Carrey went through that same thing. Yeah. Where it's like you could do no wrong. If you went to this Jim Carrey movie, you're going to laugh your ass off. Well, I mean, the water boy, just the water. It was weird to watch <laughs> in that I knew so much of it because I had clearly seen it an, uh, more than once. And yet not really like, there you go. That was when I watched on TV. Here was, was here was the run of his movies at that time. Okay. So he had some like smaller ones that I ha- hadn't that I'm not gonna. Airheads. Okay. Did you ever see that? Yeah, but he's, I mean, yeah. so starting with Billy Madison yep, in '95. That's where you start. You start with Billy. Then Happy Gilmore in '96. Um, Bulletproof. What is that? It's like him and Damon Wayans. It's yeah. Wedding Singer '98. Yeah. Dirty Work. Uncredited. Yeah, he's the devil. Water Boy '98. Yep. So it's right in the height. Big Daddy, 99. I hate Big Daddy, too. Uh, Little Nicky, 2000. <sighs> the Animal, 2001. He's a cameo in that. Punch Drunk Love, 2002. That's the good one. Mr. Deeds, yeah. 2002. Yeah. And Crazy Nights, 2002. Yeah. Anger Management, 2003. 51st Dates, 2004. That one's a little better. Spanglish. Ugh. That's more of a dramatic. That wasn't really as broad comedy, though. Ugh. I hated that one. Are we going to go through all these? Because it's just going to get down, go downhill from here. It's downhill from there. <laughs> it's really so already low. He, the peak was really just like two years there. Yeah. Like 97 and 98. Well, Woo. yeah, but he, I mean, he's still riding that, he's still riding that train. Still riding the Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy Gilmore well, train. Well, the name of his production company is called Happy Madison. He knows. He knows what we like. He knows. He's been chasing it for years, man. Okay, so I did not watch that one nope. with you. What was the next one I watched? I watched, oh, yeah. Then you got on a theme. No, I got, no, oh, I no. watched, I watched, you saw a little Varsity bit. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, a movie that... When it came out in theaters, I was not interested in seeing, despite having friends who were like, we gotta go see this movie, and I'm just like, fuck that movie, fuck. Um, I don't really think I ever had a real opinion about it, and probably till I watched it recently, just now, mm-hmm. in your parents' basement. Woo! And, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I don't, I mean, I know people really high, hold it in high esteem, and I, I just, I, if I guess if you weren't on the train, you're not gonna... You're not going to enjoy it, because I certainly didn't. So Dawson's Creek started, like, after that movie. Yeah. No. It's, Dawson's Creek was 98 to 2003. Well, the, But that came out, like, 99. Varsity Blues, 99. So, right, okay, right there. He's right in the, right in right the zone, in when it was really, really popular. He did I that didn't movie see in Dawson's the summer. Creek. I have friends who are our age that were really into it, that have told me, like, I should just go back and watch it, and I would like it today. <laughs> should I? I don't know. I did recently force one of our friends to um, watch How I Met Your Mother from the beginning. Is it like the same? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Isn't Dawson's Creek like an hour show? I don't know. I don't I've like never when, seen it. Number one, I don't like people telling me to watch hour-long shows. I don't want to commit to it. But number one, I do like teenage drama. So yeah, it yeah. might be like right up my alley. But they're, they're not like fighting demons and shit in that show. I know. Though. I do like a little supernatural. You need like you're you're just you're always just chasing Buffy. You want your you want a show that's like like Buffy gave you, and so you keep watching. Them. Am I right? No, because I have lower standards than Buffy. Oh, okay. I'm chasing Charmed, and Charmed is like ten oh, tears yeah, down from Buffy. You're definitely chasing that. So true. it's like a charm to Buffy spectrum. Yeah. It's it's a real wide spectrum. All right. So <laughs> the next thing we oh yeah. So this is what I didn't watch it all in one night because that was, with the commercials it would be like you would be up all night. But they one of the channels had like all the Alien movies going, and so I know Alien One and Aliens really well because they're like two of my favorite movies. Really love those ones. And then obviously like everybody else, the rest of the series is a little bit of either a mixed bag or terrible. But um was weird because I started with Alien Three. And it's a movie that I'm pretty sure I've seen Alien 3, but never 
It's always been on television. Mm -hmm. It's never been in any kind of order, mm -hmm. <laughs> ever. Like, I've only ever seen it out of sequence. And it was on a channel where the violence was still in, and the language. Like, it was it was commercials, but it was like, because it was late at night, I guess, there was, all that stuff was still in. It wasn't edited for any reason. Um, so Alien 3 is, like, such a bummer. I don't know. Like, I didn't, like, hate, I've never hated it. I, I know a little time where, and it does that terrible thing where it kills off some surviving characters from Aliens, and then... It ends in its depressing way, but I mean, it's fine. I just, it's, it's watchable as like being able to watch the ground, but it was, I found it fascinating to watch it in order for the first time. Cause I was always like, she's got an alien in her stomach, right? But, I mean, she knows that. I mean, we get to do that pretty early, but there's like a lot of stuff goes on in between like her really figuring that out. And then like the ending shit finally kind of <laughs> pops out. Mm -hmm. But it's easily the weakest of like the alien, not counting like predator. And mm -hmm. then. You watched that one. You kind of yeah. watched some of that. What was your? Yes. <laughs> Alien Resurrection is the fourth one, and this one I had seen a ton of times because it was always on like cable or whatever at home or HBO or something. That's weird. Never saw it in the theater, and it was probably only at a point when I watched it where I'd only probably seen like Aliens, and I don't even know if I had seen Alien the first time. You know? Um, but it's like pretty low regarded. But it is goofy, gory fun. I Ron Perlman's in the thing, and he uh. Ripley gets to kind of clone in this one, so she's getting to play that a little bit differently. And then, like, there's just so much nonsense going on. It's so goofy. But there's, a, there's an underwater sequence where they're chasing them through the underwater, and, like, some of the effects, but some of it still looks pretty good. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It has kind of a over, not kind of an underwhelming ending, but I kind of, uh, have you ever seen Alien Resurrection? I feel like I have, but. I recorded that one and watched it later after you and I. Yeah, so. I know, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So then we watched, uh, it was like the next night, because it was on like all weekend or some reason, they kept replaying all. Prometheus, mm -hmm. which is the prequel thing that we came out in, I think you said 2012. Yeah. And it's not really an alien movie, but it is because it's about like that ship, whatever. And that was the one that everybody was shat on when it came out because it was the one of the writers from Lost and they're like, they're putting all this stupid shit trying to, you know, add too much mythology to the alien universe. And look, I... I agree. There's too much of that, right? And the movie's got a lot of dumb spots. But, I mean, it's okay. Like, yeah. there's some spots of that, that I kind of like. Yeah. Michael Fassbender's good as, like, the robot Dave. And I like totally. Numi Rapace in that She's part. She's really good in it. And it's got, like, Charlize Theron and Idris Elba in it. Uh-huh. It's got a good cast, and it, it's just watchable. Yes, the characters are... Some of the characters are really dumb. Yes, Charlize Theron should definitely just veer left at some point, and she doesn't veer left. But, you know, it's all right. And then the alien stuff is whatever, I know. Too much explanation, but I prefer it. I still prefer Prometheus to that new Alien Covenant movie, which like totally made a point of shitting on Prometheus of just like disregarding everything that happened in the movie. I don't know. I'm just I would rather see something different. At least Prometheus, it's not yes. great. Yep, I really liked what's her name. I really love the scene where she gets surgical unit. Yes, to get the alien ripped out of her stomach instead of it coming and exploding out of her stomach. The best bit in that is the fact that she gets it in there and like there's she tries to select like C-section mm -hmm. and it's like sorry this machine was not it only calibrated for a man. She's just like damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so then she's got to like just add an incision. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of there's a few standout scenes and I think it, I think it pushes it over the edge. Just look. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'll concede there's some dumb stuff in there. Yes, there is. I like, I still like it better than Alien. There you go. There you go. None of those, by the way, hold a candle to Alien or Aliens. Totally. But what are you? We're going to watch those ones? Well, Alien does not coincide with our time period. But it's still of our time. Yeah, Aliens does. So good, though. Do we talk about good movies on this podcast? Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Today we are. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't okay me. I mean, okay. I mean, not are like you ready? A- it's not alien, but all right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so we are going to talk about, here we are, I'm going to make, mark in the minute here for people who want to skip ahead. Oh, wow. <laughs> 22 minutes-ish. Okay. Um, we are talking about The Last Dragon, which came out in what year? 85. Did you see this before we watched it? No, and neither and did neither you. neither did I. So we, don't, we didn't do a write-up, but I was very familiar with the movie for a long time. You were? Yes, because there was... Oh, yeah. There was a music video. I was a big... I mean, if everybody who like, meets me in person, like the first thing they usually are able to gather from me is like, that guy is into Buster Rhymes. Obviously. If you see me and you learn enough about me, you just know that, like, He's you, a Buster you Rhymes grew guy. up and you were like, you listened to, like, a, a ton of Buster Rhymes. Obviously. And I did. You did. So there is a music video, uh, of a Bust, Buster Rhymes song. Dangerous. And, yeah. And it, and there is a, it, it, be, it begins as this weird, like, buddy cop, it's like a lethal weapon scenario. Everything in the, in all these music videos are insane. <laughs> like, they're just complete. Did I, we talk about this on a podcast? No, but you and I did talk about it. Yeah, it, they're just so insane. Like, some of the things when the TRL age of t- Total Request Live was going on of music videos, it was out of hand. Like, we just had some of the craziest shit going on. One of which is this video, in which it is like a Lethal Weapon parody, kind of. And then it just stops for, like, this scene of Buster Rhymes. It's no singing. He's in... Like a like a kimono garb kind of thing. Is that the right word for it? I don't know. And he's starting to recite this strange dialogue about like, am I the meanest? And I knew what that was from, but never saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're giving me a nod as if you might have a clip to play. Hey, yo, Leroy! <laughs> am I the meanest? No, no. Am I the prettiest? No, no. Am I... The baddest, toughest, low down in this town. Show Yeah. This is serious. We could make you delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us. There's too much of us is dangerous. So dangerous. So dangerous. So, I I mean, I didn't know at the time. I just liked the song and I was like, well, that's a weird thing. I, I kind of figured it was from something, right? But it was not something that I had seen. And it wasn't like easy, so easily accessible as it was just randomly for us on Hulu or Netflix that one day and now is mysteriously gone. Yes. <laughs> but um, Nor was like YouTube a thing that we could just go pull videos up. Right. It, you'd actually have to like read something about it mm-hmm. or dig around on the sl- dial-up internet, right? Mm-hmm. And we had to figure it out. So eventually I was uh, became knowledgeable about The Last Dragon as a movie, but never watched it. And then it re- I was reminded of it probably after years of it again last year when Sorry to Bother You came out. Mm-hmm. Because in that movie, Tessa Thompson's character does an art installation where she recites dialogue from a movie... And it's totally out of this random moment, and it's from The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. And then here it comes again, and reminded again, and then a few months later goes by. We both really like Sorry to Bother You, and here is The Last Dragon on Hulu, Netflix, and we're just like, finally, time to watch it. Let's Dragon. do it. Right. We will play those clips later when we get into this movie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Let's get some... High stats. High stats. And we're okay. going to do like a little synopsis, I think, too, probably. To, you betcha. Yeah. So, it's called The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Came out in March, on March 22nd, 1985. PG-13. Hour and 49 minutes. A little long. <laughs> um, it stars several people that I am not familiar with. Right. Including 
Tymac, who is um, a guy who this was his first acting debut. Um, Vanity, who was like a pop star at the time. Those are our two leads. Correct. Those are the two leads. Right. Christopher Murney, who plays Eddie Arcadian. He plays kind of the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then Julius Carey, who plays Shonuff, who Stand Busta out of the movie. was just playing. That's the Busta Rhymes inspiration as our yeah. villain. Those are the main four, pretty much. But then you forgot that the guy that Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels pick up, the criminal guy in Dumb and Dumber, that does the most annoying sound in the world oh, yeah. to, he's like a henchman. Mike or a, Starr. Uh, Mike Starr. He's a henchman to Eddie Arcadian. And then in one scene, long before he uh, had his wife get his daughter into college illegally, Ooh. William H. Macy. In I don't a know little, if he's uh, credited. Oh, he might be credited way down below. Okay, so the storyline. Yep. Um, or should I say the box office? Uh, there was a budget estimated of $10 million. Okay. And it grossed $25 million. Huge hit. <laughs> sure. That's good. Is it? Well, for I mean, what it is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what else is it going to be? Okay. It's not going to make $100 million, this movie. Do you watch this movie? <laughs> yeah. Here's the plot summary provided by, you know, somebody. Makes <laughs> good, good credit. Yep. It's written. It's an email address is, is cited. <laughs> Was it an at? On IMDb. That's like a Twitter. The Twitter. No, no, it's like Akil at uclink4.berkeley.edu. Don't Berkeley. say their name. Don't. .edu. You're letting the, you're letting the trolls win. You say the it's name. on IMDb. <laughs> Don't. In New York City, a young man searches for the master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow. Mm-hmm. Along the way, he must fight a martial arts expert corrupted with power and rescue a beautiful singer from an obsessed music promoter. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up, bro. That's a pretty tight plot description. Yeah. I mean, there's... Here's a tagline. Oh, go. Yeah. A martial arts master so powerful, he hesitated to unleash that power until the day he couldn't hesitate any longer. (laughs) That's a terrible tagline. No, because he's looking for... He spends the whole movie thinking, like, he needs to be learning something. The glow. He's in search of the glow. Right. But, I mean, he he misses so many opportunities to, like, just take care of business. Like, he wouldn't even need the glow if he had just, like, number one, like... Pay attention to the girl who likes you and, like, stop watching your Bruce Lee movie and, look, this girl is, like, giving you fuck eyes right now. Like, you need to pay attention to her. Give her your love and respect. Here's the other tagline. Oh, great. He's a martial arts master who refuses to fight. That's true. Yeah. He's a Bruce Lee fan who's so sure he's oriental that he eats popcorn with chopsticks. That's a... Uh, I don't think we can say oriental anymore. I don't think you should say that. That's not okay. His friends think he's too serious. His family thinks he's crazy. His enemies think he's no challenge. But she knows he's the last dragon. What? I mean, I don't know why she thinks he's the last dragon. Oh, my God. So... That's about right. There's a lot going on in this movie. We do have this character. Uh, first of all, the music, like, okay. Right off the bat, the movie is opening with, like, the kind of 80s pop where the, the songs are telling us what's going on, like, the story. Like, it's always about, like, this guy's really, I mean, I don't, I can't remember exactly what the songs are. The, the it one I'm gonna talk about. It had a very about. popular soundtrack. It though. did, but like I'm talking about, like the the one at the beginning is very much he's a master fighter. Like it, yeah. it's really telling you exactly who he is on the news. what he's going for. The glow, or he's like that's even a song later that explains. Oh, I think there's a Last Dragon song, right? And that's so, what's the first one. So I, they're using that to kind of help you. Like he's really good at kung fu, but he's not quite ready to be the master yet because he's got to learn this one more thing, right? 
So you got a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. So automatically, that's great because you're, mm-hmm. you're getting into that 80s music that's just so cheesy that it's fun. And then the, what really is going on is that what I like, what I really like about this movie is that you don't really know. I mean, we know what missions he's on, but we have like there's a, there's two points where we we introduce like two villains really, Eddie Arcadian and then Show Enough, but they seem so different and in just opposite were. <laughs> Our ice maker just deposited a shit ton of ice somewhere. Can you pause? Or yeah, that? I think you should go check it. And by a shit ton of ice, uh, it turns out that was just our five-year-old getting some water and ice. There's a big awkward gap in here that you you say you might edit out, but let's be honest, you might not edit I'm it not going to edit it out. You're not going to find out where it is. You're going to remember the th- not remember yep. the timestamp. Yep. What were you talking about? I think I was talking about, like, so you have Show Enough and you have Eddie Arcane. Eddie, Eddie Arcane is oh, a yeah. music promoter who's got his own girl named Angie, right? Mm-hmm. And she's got her own thing going on. And that's mm-hmm. where the, the love interest comes from because she's on the she's running the show or the, he wants to get him on, right? That seems so unrelated to what we have going on with Show Enough mm-hmm. and Leroy. That's what I love about it, though, because you don't know... Like, we know that somehow these characters are going to come. Obviously, that's what movies do. But the fact that we have just two completely crazy storylines going on, uh, the way that we introduce Leroy and Show Enough at this movie theater is hilarious like oh, there's just so God, many yes. amazing things going yes. on uh, uh just people guys with boom boxes interrupting things playing it i mean they have a confrontation where he doesn't fight um and it's just like you know you're in for a treat when that's a scene and then you're done with that you go over to this like music video show and they start just a totally different sequence of the our host girl like hosting music and she's singing her own songs, but they're also playing music videos. Yep. Including a really popular song that you might have a clip of we should probably play. Am I right? Do I have a po- Rhythm of the Night? She's not singing that. No, that's no, but they were that's what I'm saying. Like she sings songs. Let's just let that play for five minutes. Yeah, play it forever. And then we can play the one that's in the Moulin Rouge movie that they uh, use. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying they use that. That's a good song. Which uh, one? What? They play It's like, you know, in Moulin Rouge, they use old music, and that's one of them. Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you get these two things going on. Wait, there's a Moulin Rouge version of it in the Rhythm I of the Night? I think so. Night? There's like a faster version. I think it's from Moulin Rouge, but maybe I have that wrong. It could be like just another pop version of it. Are you going to look it up? Well, yeah, you brought it up. And then on top of that, you have Leroy's home life where they run a pizzeria and he's got a <laughs> sassy little brother who thinks his brother is a complete joke because he kind of is. Mm-hmm. There's so many great plot threads going on here. And that's why it's probably a little too long because we've got so much going on. But don't worry. These are these are professionals that made this movie. They're going to get all these characters together at the end. Okay, we just have to pause for a second while we listen to the Moulin Rouge. For- okay. It's not them singing. They're like at a dance. Yeah, it's not it's like on the, the sound- main ladies. It but is it's on, on okay. the soundtrack. Though. I hear you. Okay, I'm just telling you, it's on the soundtrack. Okay, great. I'm glad we made an aside on that. Well, I didn't remember that. That's a good poll, sir. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Let's. So, do you have any thoughts on uh, he's at me? <laughs> what do you 
You mean he's everything to you? Well, he's just dogging on Leroy it's every he's scene he's in. He's like talking, not like, stop. He, like, I mean, just basically like, what are you doing? Well, you're a martial artist, but you don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's the one who like falls in love with the girl too, the girl at <gasps> the right. at the disco place, and then he, the little brother, thinks that he's got a better chance with her than his older, correct age brother. But, I mean, I kind of believe him, because he's got more, it seems like he's got more game, because Leroy's not, certainly not bringing it to the table, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But then, the reason I really love this kid, there's two reasons, but the first one is when Shonuff, who's looking for Leroy, goes to the pizzeria, and he messes up the pizzeria, he scares them. Yeah, because he's, in the first scene where we see Shonuff, they establish that he is very good at fighting. Yeah, very good. He throw he twists people and throws them off. Although he's it very seems powerful. like a joke, right? It does seem a little bit like, like it's kind of a joke. Oh, you mean how he like twisted a guy's foot and broke it and, and several times and then he bites it? Yes! That kind of thing. That was at the, that's at the movie theater thing. It's <laughs> yes. amazing. I wrote that down because it is like the best moment before the later scene. No, yeah. yeah. He twists a leg around and then he bites it. Yeah. So it seems comical. Sets but... the precedent of like this is who Shownuff is. Shownuff. Yeah. Everybody when he talk like when he says something, you know, just like with Buster Rhyme, they say Shownuff, which mm-hmm. is great. But he's like the Shogun of wherever they're from, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But so he gets to the pizza place, right? And he's messing it up. But then the little, the little brother's like, "All right, that's enough. Like you don't get to do that, right? Like he's think he's all tough, right? Yeah. But then they just pick up the can, they stuff him head first into the trash can. Into oh, like, that's amazing. Into into the trash can that has a lid that does a little flippy thing, right? Well, it I don't like remember an about open that. Trash can. No, it was the first because he gets stuffed in another trash can later. Oh, but no, his think. legs are like dang. Oh, I love it. Anytime you put a little kid in a trash can that head first, I'm there. Our kids know all about that. Do they? I love to threaten putting them into the trash can. <laughs> I'm like, in our trash I'm can. like, you want to talk like garbage? I'll put you in the garbage. And then I hold them upside down in the trash can, and then they go, no! That's no! not what you do. Number one, our trash can is a split, recycle, and garbage can. They wouldn't fit in either side of it. Are you trying to protect me by denying that you witnessed me do this? No, I've never seen you do that. Oh my god, I've totally done it to Sawyer. When she was, like, little. She no, thought it was hilarious. probably like two weeks ago. She thought it was hilarious, Where probably. I go, if you're going to talk like trash... I'll put you in the trash. But then you just, like, dangle her over the top? Yeah, and then she puts her hands up, and she's like, no! no. <laughs> That's how I creatively parent her. Huh. <laughs> it's fun. She's gonna bring this up in therapy later in life. Yep. She she's, you seem shocked and appalled. Oh, I'm horrified by your... No, reason. you're not. It's funny to put kids in garbage cans. But you didn't actually put her in the garbage can. No, I should've. She wouldn't turn. That's no. what. That's what's funny is that she doesn't realize like she could barely get an arm. No, there's no way. It's a very small garbage yeah, can. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, they put that kid on this movie right in that garbage can where he belongs. Where he belongs. You're gonna talk trash. You're gonna go in the trash. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Show up. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so many things that are great about me. Um, the music video stuff. That's great. Um, yeah, because it's like a the first and then that's the other thing like. Most of the budget of this movie, I'm pretty sure, went into that music video TV uh, set. Oh, yeah. Because of all the TV screens. basically, like, TRL set. It's kind of like when Street Fighter, oh, uh, Bison put up all of those screens. All the monitors. And the little, like, yeah. all the money was in that, right? Fancy. Same with this. And that's why we have to have our climatic fight there. So I like all of that stuff. Um, God, I mean, we could talk, we can go a couple different directions here. We could talk about the three guys that are at, like, the fortune cookie, uh, 
Well, place. let's just go in order a little bit. Okay. So where did we leave off? What I don't we know. About? I jumped around a little bit because we've already gone through the movie theater. We've already introduced okay. the other characters. So the main character also, he's a right. black kid. Have we said that? He's African American. Yeah, he's, uh, but we wears the big old. He wears this like giant rice paddy hat. Is it, what are those hats called? I don't know. I, I come from an Asian family. That's racist. But they wear them when they are in the rice paddies. Mm-hmm. So in my mind. But he wears it around town. And I sure think that's does. where part of his, uh, you know, people teasing comes from because yes. he's wearing this big old hat. He's wearing like Asian clothing. Yeah. I mean, he's into it. Yeah. He's a big Bruce Lee fan, big time. Yes. As many people are. Sure. They have showings. Absolutely. The whole thing. But he's a really into it. And people like him. They know he's really good at fighting. They do. He's got a group of people at the do- is it a dojo. He's got his friend Johnny, yep. who is a guy who talks a lot of trash, but doesn't seem to have many skills, although I think that's revealed later that he actually does have a few skills. Mm-hmm. So that's going on, too. So let's, let's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, I was just oh. saying, that's, they've got that whole plot line going, too. Okay, so we've, they, they introduce us to him, mm-hmm. and then they introduce us to Shonuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things um, in the movie theater that I took notes of is there's this guy in there, and, uh, you know, Shonuff is coming in with all his guys, and he's just, like, puffing his chest and making everybody chant, like, Shonuff, right? Um, so then there's a guy in the theater that's like, sit down and shut up. And Shonuff's like, why don't you come down? Nope. The guy's like, why don't you come down and make me? And then this guy comes at Shonuff and throws a punch. Mm-hmm. Shonuff smashes his face into the theater stage repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And then his, like, drag queen friend. Yeah. Oh, yep. You remember this? Yep. Do. Love it. Was like, not his face. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Amazing. And then he rips, and then Shona rips off some of this guy's hair uh-huh. and blows it like a kiss. Amazing. Right out of his scalp. Yep. Fantastic. And he's like kicking people left and right, and then he does the biting the guy's foot thing. Yep. Love it. Then it transitions into the music video show with the vanity but lady. But what a, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what a shift. <laughs> what a shift. <laughs> we go from this stuff that's going into on. Into feel the rhythm of the night. You, I mean, Leroy's not there. <laughs> we don't even know what's going on. And then we meet Eddie Arcadian and it's so just then, like this whole thing going on. We don't meet Eddie yet. <sighs> so then after the ladies show, uh-huh. that's when William H. Macy shows up. Just for that one scene. Yep. And he all tells her like, you got to pick a certain video with the one gal. Angie. Angie. Right. Or else. And she's like, I'm not going to. So she doesn't. Um, so that starts the whole, like, Eddie Arcade attacking her. But this is a weird relationship because she's like, what I find fun about it is that I think that the filmmakers were trying to establish that the Angie character is, like, not a great musician. Mm-mm. Like, she's not good at it. No. But I would argue she says a song or two in mm-hmm. the movie and I would argue that other than Rhythm of the Night, the songs are on par with the other songs. On par with <laughs> like, 80s and 90s. They're not great, not great songs, but they're, they're right it's in on it. par. It could have easily been on that show and no one would have batted an eye. So I'm just saying the host of this show, what is her character's name? Uh, Candy? N- Tiffany? Nope, I'll get there. It is... Susie? Uh-uh, Laura. Laura? Laura. Same, same difference. Yep. She could have saved herself a lot of trouble just playing that video. Totally. She and would not she have fine. any problems. That pizzeria would be fine. That's for so well, no, that's a whole different thing. So then she's walking home after her show, right. and she gets attacked by like these four guys who are Katie the scent. And Leroy happens to see it or that's be how there. They meet. Yeah, yeah. And so he beats off these four guys, mm-hmm. and then it's like after he beats up these four guys, he just hails a taxi, gets in it, and is and it leaves. He leaves a few times in the movie, just uh-huh. straight up abandons her when she's about to be kidnapped, including one in one point. Uh huh. 
Yeah, not great. He's not a great... I and mean, he has this, like, special gold ring thing that his master had given him. Yes. That his master was like, this is... And if you find the the glow or whatever. There was something mm-hmm. to do with that. He just fucking drops it while he's fighting these guys. She finds it. And then he's just like, bye! Bye! <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what's this? Yeah, all right. I mean, that all sounds right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, yeah, so the whole Eddie Arcadian stuff is really... Because, number one, it's, like, in a different... Like, their whatever house they're at or apartment... It's yeah. overly lit. It's just, it feels like it's a whole different movie. We're in New York City. They've got like a, a tank of, uh, some kind of like, is it piranha? Is it something that like, if you get too close to it, they like eat a bunch of shit. Remember yeah. that? They didn't ever show it. No, they don't ever show it, but they, it's like, like some kind they of put beast. like some giant piece of meat on a bone yep. in it and it devoured it. And this is the movie we're talking about where just random shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come into play later, really. Like they, they go back to it, but it's not, it's not like a uh, guy from Dumb and Dumber. Ends up getting in a fight with Leroy, and then Leroy stuffs his face in the tank, and he gets his face eaten because mm-hmm. that would make sense. That would be a great setup to showing us that tank, but that doesn't happen. It does not. But that's okay. I'm not going to criticize. It's mm-hmm. so many wonderful. He's on the hunt for the glow. To yep. He needs to go and find a master, right? Mm-hmm. Another master. He gets a tip that it's going to be at this fortune cookie place. Oh yeah. And we introduce a trio of characters by. The only way that you really can introduce characters properly in the 80s, which is with a song and a dance on the street. This movie was like martial arts and a really heavy, like dancing and music. Well, right. It's like the a characters mo- aren't singing, but. Right. It's like than- it's a Motown infused martial yeah. arts film. It, it's, yeah. it's putting two popular pieces of like pulp entertainment together for one audience. Or one for, fantastic. Yeah. What a mess, yes. right? But yeah, the song that comes on and the dance that these three guys do, it's uh, it's amazing. Maybe it'll be online. Maybe it'll just miraculously appear on streaming. Play it. I'm looking for the master. Ain't no masters here. Ain't no slaves either. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's amazing. And what's great is that these guys are totally like they don't. They're not. They don't have anything. No. They're, they they talk about a master. There's no master. Nope. They're always just like they just trick the guy. They like they hang out with them. They st- oh man, it's so great. Those guys are like nothing, right? Even they're, better. They're, but they're three Asian guys. Yeah. One's wearing like a collared. <laughs> Short sleeve shirt that's see through mesh. Uh huh. He's got his nipples popping. Oh, super hot. Another has like a, um, a bro tank with like the sleeves cut off yep. and there's like slashes through it. So it's got like rips in the front. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm there. When you another this. has like a yellow undershirt uh-huh. and then like a, um, button up that's open that has some really like 80s designs. And yeah. he's got a hat on that I don't know how to describe. A little Asian looking hat. I'm as hard as a rock right now. <laughs> I feel like I need to screenshot that for the for the. You always post. say that you're going to do it, but you don't. <laughs> I don't know how to get a screenshot on this little tiny laptop. Oh, okay. Well, That's just put it out talk. there that you probably won't. But, I mean, the thought's out there. Yeah. Don't, if you go, if you're listening to this, and if you think you're going to go to the website and find How do I get a, a screenshot? Picture, I don't know. This is not a time to be looking at that. You anyway, it's it right a great now. picture, though. Look at it. I, I, I have a burn. It's in my mind. Like, I. I described that perfectly. Did I not? I masturbated to that, like, 35 minutes ago. You know. <laughs> Don't say things like that. I don't have to cut that out. Why? I'm I'm just ble- kidding. I need a bleeper. A bleeper? Bleep.
beep you out. Okay, so I don't that that was like a whole side to in the movie that like didn't need to happen at all. Uh, I disagree. It absolutely I mean, needed to happen. But like plot wise, it was just like it was fantastic, but never not say that part again. of the movie. It, it's no, it needs to be in there. <laughs> so it's all about the journey to getting to these guys the are glow. like these guys are like smoking pot and getting high. I love it, and uh, they get him to. Oh, he brings a pizza or something. Oh, yeah. At some he, point. he tries to break into the. Yeah, he tries to get in there with a the pizza. But that's uh-huh. his. But see, that happens after. I know. So he goes and has the, a romantic. Like he gets together with uh, Tiffany or Candy or whatever. Laura. Okay, <laughs> you say so. And uh, like he's like she's shown him around the, the TV studio. No one's around. She wants to go to Bangtown with him. Like she's so hot for him. Bad. One, she looks ten years older than him. Oh yeah, easily. He looks like he's sixteen. Yep. And she looks like. I'm a full-grown-ass woman. She looks like a, a woman. I'm, like, 26 she's a years woman. old. Yeah. I mean, she's a woman. Like, like, I'm a star. I'm an adult. It feels inappropriate so it, anyway, that she's ogling over So him. she makes, like, a big play in, like, uh-huh. putting on a Bruce Lee movie on the big screen or whatever. Uh-huh. And it gets him, oh, my God, speaking of who's getting hard, yes. he's getting real hard. Totally. He is just so taken into the, by this vi- video of Bruce Lee. She is, like, looking at him and, like, she's almost, I swear to God, she's almost going to lick him. She's... She's doing the equivalent of licking his face. Yeah. She's just, like, giving him so much mm-hmm. eyes. She just wants him to, like, turn around and kiss her, right? Like, mm-hmm. I set up this romantic moment. I, I'm I'm pretending to be into the stupid shit that you're into. Yes, you're okay. You, you think you're Bruce Lee. Good. Okay, great. I just, I like you. I don't care. Like, I like yes. you, and I, I like what you're into, but, like, can you, like, come over and kiss me? Yes. And he's just like, hold on, miss. I got to keep watching this Bruce mm-hmm. Lee movie. A movie that he's surely seen. A billion uh, times. A billion times, right? But he just doesn't catch a clue. And then... That's when he just decides, like, he thinks, like, he realizes, like, oh, I know what I need to do now. I need to, like, pose as a pizza man, and I can get into the, see the master, and I'll get my glow. He just leaves her. She's just like, what the fuck, dude? His brother, his little brother, is walking by. I don't know why, but he's walking by. He wants to go profess his love to her from watching her on TV. So he's at the TV studio, and then wouldn't you know it, He's Eddie Arcadian's done with this shit. He wants to get, even though, okay, we have to go back a little bit because at this point, this is where I'm a little bit confused because at this point he goes to like do that. His musical artist, Angie, has decided to leave oh, and because, not be part. Because he kidnapped her. What? Because Eddie Arcadian had his goons kidnap Laura. Right. And she was like, oh, okay. that's not cool. No, I thought you were telling me that, like, she was also kidnapped and no. this was all under so duress. So after no. seeing her get kidnapped, right. she was like, this is not cool. Which brings us to well, the. Yeah, and then we'll, so we'll him. do that. But what's confusing is, like, even though she's left, he's. Well, does he have a new plan of making money, of getting on TV or something like that? Or is he just so mad at uh, Leroy now for causing all this trouble that. He just continues with this plan anyway. I'm not. I'm not actually sure why he continues with like kidnapping her, or taking over the TV uh, show. We just forgot that part. I don't know because Angie's already left. He doesn't have his person to put well, on the video. Yeah, I don't. Know. Okay, now I'm I glad know. that I'm also not the one. I mean, I, it didn't bother me the first time, but now <laughs> I don't understand. Now I don't know. Okay, we'll get to the climax in a little bit. But this- I stopped taking notes. Okay, well, as you always do. But before that, Angie decides to leave, and this is the part where she does this big, like, it's her, it's her Oscar scene, really. I, I'm assuming that she was nominated and won the Oscar she did. during that year. Great. I don't she know their actress's name, but I'm sure she won. She beat out Meryl Streep, whatever. Her name was Faith Prince. Yeah, definitely. Oscar winner, Faith Prince, from- She played Angela Varaco. She has decided that she is too- She's not going to put up with Eddie Arcane and shit anymore. She's yeah. going to leave. And this is the part that Tessa Thompson- 
recites in Sorry to Bother You for installation. And I would like to hear a comparison. Okay. Well, let's do it. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Without me, you're nothing. Without that outfit, you're just another no-talent dental hygiene school dropout from two gardens getting by on a tits. And in the end, Daddy, you know what? You're nothing but a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruling the world. Yeah. Also from Kew Guard and also getting by my... So, also, she talks like that. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She talks Fantastic. like that. Fantastic. It's like the guy, it's my, it's like my favorite character in that one episode of Saved by the Bi- uh, Bell where she's play, trying to pretend, one girl is trying to pretend Stop. to be, uh, 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 super into chess and she calls her boyfriend and she's not really into chess and she's like, is Guy going there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the Galleria. It's that, it's the same accent. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is Guy going there? Um, Here's Tessa Thompson in the 2018 movie, Sorry to Bother You. Here I will be reciting X Mote movie, The Last Drag. I will recite those lines of Angela as she leaves. Let's begin. And in the end, Ed, you know what? You're nothing but a misguided midget with dreams of ruling the world. Yeah, and also from cute God, and also by on my tits. And in the end, Eddie, you know what? You're nothing but a misguided midget, awesome, with dreams of ruling the world, and also from two gardens, and also getting by on my tits. Oh man, watching that clip just makes me want to watch the whole movie. It's uh, it's out there, that whole huh. movie. Sorry to bother scene. you. So good. Yeah. So there you go. What'd you think of the? You wanted a comparison. There you have it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That's an Angela response, I, I, Tyler. I like both movies. I like different interpretations. Yes. she's Brit- Tessa Thompson's character is not British in the movie, but she does it with a British accent uh, for her per- performance art. Uh, I love piece. it. She's all standing up to this guy. She's all, fuck you, Eddie Arcadian. Yeah. You're getting by on my tits, too. Yeah, exactly. And she then he goes and does a, tries to go and, ki- I don't know. I don't really know what his motivation is, but who cares? Because then we get a great... Because Eddie Arcadian finally hire, tries to hire Shonuff to take down Leroy. Shonuff doesn't need money. He wants to take down Leroy anyway. He's just like, get, get him in this place I need to be and I'll take care of him. No, yep. worry about it. Yep. So all of our, of all of our main characters in one place. We're at the TV station. We're on the set. Leroy's there and a group of henchmen, including Santa Claus. Uh, there's a Santa Claus henchman, Angela. There's a Santa Claus oh, henchman. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all attack him. Little brother is tied up. And uh, Leroy finally decides to, you know, nut up and fight some people. I do have one quote from Little Brother. Great. When he was talking about having a crush on the girl. Uh Uh-huh. And he was talking to his big brother. He goes, there's an art to making love, and you don't even have a paintbrush. It's true. He's he's dogging on his game. Like, he acts like he's been with a ton of girls, and Leroy clearly hasn't. But neither is the Little Brother, either. He's just a big talker. Yep. But, oh my gosh. So, we get a pretty good fight scene with him, but it really... It really ups its game when uh, he Leroy begins getting overpowered. But don't worry, his dojo clan—they've showed up. His friend Johnny, Johnny's little the little kid that's with Johnny. There's a little kid. I can't remember that character's name, but he's a little kid. They show up and they start fighting, and we're throwing thumbs ups everywhere, and it's amazing. Now Johnny—he's not a guy. He was talking a lot, but he seemed like he wasn't a very good fighter, mm-hmm. and he's struggling. Until the little kid starts helping him, yep. and then they tandem fight a little bit. Yep. And he's pretty good when he starts tandem fighting. He's not as good as the kid. The little kid, by the way, has the best, he gets the best stunt work in the movie. Like, there's a couple of, like, kicks and jumps up the screen 
Like, I think he might have been the only one who actually knew how to do kung fu in the whole movie. Because he, like, legitimately didn't. The little kid? The little kid. No, the main guy knew his stuff. He was a martial arts guy. That's why they hired him. The little kid has the best moves in the movie. You think so? (laughs) Yeah, he does a little jump, then he gets two people with, uh... In front of him, and then he gets the guy in the back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Johnny, after Leroy has given Johnny a pretty firm thumbs up from yep. across the room when he's fighting. Yeah. Uh, when little kid beats up those kids, Johnny then gives a thumbs up. But it's like a hitchhiker's thumbs up because he, like, flings his arm, and then the thumb is sideways. And he goes like, yeah! It's almost as great as when, like... Arnold and Carl Weathers, like, handshake fists. Oh, my uh, God. It's that kind of testosterone-fueled. Only, you know, it's a thumbs up, so it's like, it's all the masculinity masculinity has been deflated out of the moment. <laughs> but it's still so awesome. Uh-huh. And then that Santa Claus guy <laughs> gets mm-hmm. a fight. Oh, the one of the henchmen, because uh, Johnny's using a nunchuck. See, he's so incompetent, but then he's pretty good with his chucking skills, he right? Mm-hmm. He's batting those around. Well... The other guy, is that him or, no, is a big guy get Leroy's nunchuck? I don't remember. But then there's, there's a lot of biting in this movie. Oh, yeah. That big henchman decides to, like, not only get a hold of the nunchuck, but then, like, bite and take a bite out of the nunchuck. Yes, like, try to destroy it with his teeth. And he's like, ah! And then he, you know. Yes. Well, of course, we forgot the part earlier where there is no master. He, the, the true, so he goes back to original master Leroy. You know, of course. The true master is inside yourself. The 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 glow. Everything you've ever needed is, is within you. you. He's got it already. Yep. You don't need to know anything else. Yep. So that's what brings us finally to the confrontation that we've been waiting for between Shonuff yes. and Leroy. And it's in like this warehouse section. The yep. Buster Rhymes video shows a lot, like recreate a lot of this. Yep. Shonuff is oddly a slapper. And he's, his hand glows. His red. hands are going red. Right. Yes. He's got the glow, right? He's very good. He's the a slapper. Glow. He's mm-hmm. a slapper. He's slapping him around a little bit. He's very tall compared to Lee, too. He's just a big man. And so that's pretty good. Um, we get a little bit of a fake out when it seems that Leroy has, like, gotten the jump on Shonuff and he kicks him down. And Leroy's like, all right, well, that was easy. You know, like, just wrap <laughs> yep. that up. No, that's not going to be his, right? But if he's got the glow, mm-hmm. Leroy gets the glow. What color is his glow? What color is his glow? I thought it was gold. blue. Blue? Oh, my God. It was God. golden. Wow, this is sad. Now we don't it know. It was golden. I thought it was blue. I don't no. know. Maybe it was... Maybe I'm getting it my golden. lightsaber fights uh, mixing up. Anyway, he starts glowing. It was like sunshine pot with gold. The last dragon music is going like crazy. There might have like been crazy. some blue in there. Oh, man. <laughs> it was golden. The though. point is he's glowing. Show enough is glowing. We've got ourselves a glow fight. Uh, it's amazing. It's like Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter, the video game. They're just, they're just trying to recreate this moment, right? Mm-hmm. And we got the last dragon lyrics going where he's like, you're the last dragon and you're glowing. It's like the glow. I think the song is called The Glow. And, I then, mean, and then what? Arcadian shows up. He appears and fires a single bullet. How does it? What happens to Leroy? Who catches it between his teeth? Oh, my God. What a moment. He's between, got the glow. He caught a bullet with his bare teeth. He caught a bullet with his bare teeth, which is better than Jackie Chan's dad. In Rush Hour, where he was telling Chris Tucker that he caught a, caught a bullet with his bared hand. This is better because it's teeth. He caught it with his teeth. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Spits it right out. I'm obvious. Yep. Then he holds Arcadian for the police. And then Laura and Leroy go uh, meet back up at the studio. where the t- They finally kiss and the movie finally ends. And then they accidentally turn the Bruce Lee movie on. And he like pushes her aside like, hold on. But I got to watch the rest of this movie. <laughs> the end. Last Dragon. 
Last Dragon. This movie was great. I would definitely watch it again. I'm mad that it's not available on streaming right now. Somebody's birthday's coming up. You could definitely just get it on Blu-ray form. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. But did you like it as much as I like yeah, it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, was, I love it. It's worth a repeat viewing, I think. Well, this is not... So, I mean, it's not... My, it's not my, my, my favorite. It's still going to be, like, Revenge of the Ninja... Because that has, like, some really... We will, do stuff. we will do Revenge of the Ninja at some point. But that's my favorite of these, like, cheesy uh, action martial arts movies. I but, like that this was set in New York City. Yeah. That it was, like, African Americans. Yeah. I like, I like all that, too. I and like I, all the music, the dancing. It just... it It's one of those... It's like when we watch Teen Witch. And you watch it, even for about ten minutes, you're like... I'm mad at myself for, like, depriving myself of the so I've long. missed out years How of enjoyment. How have I missed out on it? And totally. it really is that much fun. I mean, listen, we're not talking about, like... Uh, a good movie. No, I mean, it, it, you know... It's, we're talking about a fun movie. It's really fun. It's It's got that 80s cheese that's just... Uh, you can't recreate it so much as you can just... When it, get, when, it, when it happens organically... This is the result, and you can't recreate it. No. It's, you can't do it. It's just... So good. There's n- there's only a time and a place that only a few of these were able to exist and come out, and this is one of them. It were just the names of the characters. Like Leroy? Leroy. Shonuff. Eddie Arcadian. Yeah, yeah. These are good names. name, right? Angie. <laughs> Such a good 80s name. Candy. Laura. Laura. I don't remember. <laughs> the little brother's name who's something. Oh, I forgot. You know, he still has a moment in the yeah. uh, final fight. He's tied up, right? Well, because of the... It seems like there's music. Like, he, he actually, like, break dances out of his ropes. Yes, he does. And they keep cutting back to it because apparently it's cool. I don't know if it's cool, but we keep seeing him bust out of it by, you know, dancing, right? Mm-hmm. And what's fun is that he comes out and tries to help, and I, th- I think he, like, they knock him out, and he gets thrown in some more trash, which I is even so. better. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Even better. thrown to the side. It seemed like he, like, when I when he got struck, I thought, like, oh, man, they killed his brother, because, like, they really strike him on the head. It turns out he just was knocked out, but I feel like there was probably concussive uh, damage there, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But you know what? He was running his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what he gets. Yeah. I wonder how he feels now that his brother... Man, I could see the sequel where he's yes. just, like, he he's, like, the new show enough. Like, he decides to rise up he's so upset with his brother for taking his girl yeah that he decides to take over the the group the clan that shonuff had he becomes the new show mm-hmm. the new shogun and then we have a clash of brothers that sounds great did it happen i feel like i'm just talking about this maybe there's a sequel that I we're wish not aware it did. Of. that that's your way though that's your route that's how you make the next one yes i recommend this yeah i'm sure it'll be on stream or somewhere this blu-ray for your totally yep get it now was there a review did roger ebert review this oh, God, or we didn't do like any of our other segments Tyler. well we did the tea time kind of and we did uh high that, stats that and we did it. what would roger no we didn't do what would roger say i feel like maybe he didn't review it you don't need to look it up now if you don't have it ready you don't have it oh, ready he reviewed it my friend you don't have it ready then we're not Why? gonna at Fine. least guess how many stars he gave it two stars two stars. nope Four stars. Nope. <laughs> Three stars. Nope. One star. Two and a half. It's classic Roger Ebert. Classic. Okay, I'm Two just, and a half I'm stars. just going to randomly pick something to read. Wow, he wrote a long one compared to some of the ones he's written. Great. Um, I'll just read the last paragraph. My guess is that The Last Dragon will be a big box office hit, maybe on the order of Flashdance, which also had a great rapport between its drama and its music. But it could have been more. Take out the gangsters, pump up the Shogun role... Give Timac and Vanity a little more screen time, and you'd have a great entertainment instead of a simply a great near miss. 
I mean, I get what he's saying. He's not wrong about where the strengths are. Show enough is your standout. He's a, just such a, uh, he's got the most energy. Cause we, I mean, we didn't really talk about the fact that Leroy as an actor, kind of a bore. He's pretty flat. Yeah. The he's girl's playing, better. He is playing this like, I, not a lot of intensity, though. but he's got no screen energy. The no. screen energy is real it, it, low. It comes out in, as a glow later, but it's a literal like glow. Yeah. Glow is later, but not, not from. Yes. So I would agree with that. But show enough. I mean, oh my gosh, what a star. Should have been in way more things. The movie itself was backed by Barry Gordy's Motown Records. Yep. And then yes. that actor who played Show Enough was in lots of things, just never big. We did track down that episode of Family Matters where he played a piano instructor. We sure did, and we watched it. Teaching Harriet how to play piano, and of course Carl, because Show Enough handsome man comes in trying to teach Harriet how to play the piano, and Carl's like, nuh-uh, you're not doing I'm not going to bowling night with the fellas or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be out here and be annoying and be... uh Worried about my, uh, my marriage. Look, understandably, like, Carl is not, he's not in good shape. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's just not. And he's always nagging, and he's fighting with the neighbor constantly. He's fighting with a teenage kid constantly. Did that Urkel guy get kicked off American Idol? What? <laughs> Excuse me? We're talking about Family Matters. Yeah. Which made me think of Urkel. Then there's a singer on American Idol currently who reminds us of Urkel. He reminds Did he me, make it to the next it reminds, level? He reminds me of Stefan Urkel, not yes. of Steve Urkel. I know what you mean. Okay. Did he make it to the next I level? I don't know. I can't remember. remember. Anyway. Okay. Well, on that amazing note, I have to do something random like that. You know, yeah, no, it's you part do. of the show. I guess. Give the people what they're needing and wanting. Tyler. Everybody loves that and yes. this podcast. It's totally. the most popular of these kind of podcasts around. Yes. Oh, we should thank our sponsor for oh. this podcast. Was it Motown Records? This podcast was yes. brought to you by Motown Records. Thanks, Barry Gordy. Wait, is Barry Gordy alive or dead or a Me Too guy? We're definitely going to try to Twitter him if he is alive and not hashtag Me Too. <laughs> Are we missing something probably huge with Barry Gordy? Probably. I know that name and I know about some of that history, but like right now in this moment, like he could be like a serial murderer. He's probably not, but I don't know. Now here we are talking about him, how he sponsored the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks, (laughs) Barry. Great doing business with you. Yeah. (laughs) Or his son, whoever's running Motown. I don't know. Motown's not a thing anymore, is it? All right, guys. (laughs) Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast and we will talk at you another movie. Did you cash that Motown check? Hell yeah, I did.